You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Ballers, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome in to another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, Devin Ellington. We're at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. Make sure to follow the rest of my guys and the rest of the team over at Hoop Ball Gaming. Go to hoop-ball.com and that's where you'll find all of us. Premium plays, free plays, free play article every day. Riley went for four in a row yesterday, but just came up a little short. Mr. Mike Evans, you know, was used as a decoy in the game last night. Godwin got a lot of catches, caught a touchdown, Gronk. Caught the touchdown in the red zone that Mike Evans could have got. So it was really close. Nonetheless, uh, on the premium side in the wager pass, we had a CD Lamb plus 140 anytime touchdown score cash. We had some other things that we took advantage of. If you're uh, in tune with us, the odds boost was guaranteed free money of free $50 um, in order to just place a wager on any team to score at minus 110. So we got that cashed and we uh, had some other stuff that was in there too. And we've got some lines that we've been looking at sharply and all weekly on um, throughout the team for college football. We got the first little bit of college football tonight. So I'll unpack that a little bit. We got Jonathan Martinez, the king of ding on free play duty today. He'll be in the article with probably a home run prop. So plus money to be looking for in the uh, free play. Jonathan, if you're listening, no pressure. We had plus 10 units over the last week and a half between Joe and Riley alone. I had a two-unit winner in there, but then I lost a unit. The next day, I went one and one on my two plays. But uh, we had great, great runs from Joe and Riley. Joe... Uh, hitting five in a row, if I was not mistaken. And Riley, he had a three-piece himself. So Jonathan looking to get on a streak here to start. And uh, team is churning. We're churning some butter. That's the term I like to use. Hey, like I said, welcome in to Today in Sports Betting. Uh, once again, I am your host, Devin. This is a hoop-ball.com presentation. We are also sponsored by manscaped.com and mybookie.ag. Like I talked about with the odds boost on mybookie.ag, make sure to go over there, use promo code hoopball to take advantage of any other specials that they will be doing 
free money from us, free money from them, put it all together. You got some free money to play with for a little while. Yeah, come on in. Wipe your feet. New listeners, welcome in. Old listeners, welcome back. Thank you. Coffee. Mm, It's good today. I did not have any coffee yesterday, which is really weird. Might explain my off day. So, no coffee yesterday. Coffee today. We got Utah State and North Dakota playing tonight. It's going to be a pretty fun one. I think this is actually a um, good game to look at. I think there's some things that are going under the radar for Utah State that even me being a pretty big college football fan, uh, some things I forgot about. So I want to refresh everyone's data and share with you what I know now. We'll take a look. Um, you know, look, I know that you probably want a lot of NFL talk. Um, premium subscribers, you do know that Discord is always churning with that NFL stuff. So look, we're more conversative on those than, you know, me doing a solo show on the podcast. Um, honestly, I'm stressing about my fantasy team right now. Not stressing, but I'm, I'm just wanting to make sure that I get some good back-end bench pieces and those side gems. Uh, so, look, I started last night with Chris Godwin in my PPR Keeper League. Um, he put up a solid 27 for me. And then I had Devin White linebacking at nine points. He was projected 15, so that kind of stings, but Chris Godwin made up for it. So, enough of that. But look, fact of the matter is we're going to sprinkle lots of stuff. So, we're going to sprinkle lots of stuff in and out of this show. Uh, expect, expect to hear a lot of random tangents. And we're going to talk about some games tonight. Duke and North Carolina A&T. There's value in that game now that I I did some digging. So, I'm excited. I'm excited. So I've got some tally site selections to make also. Um, Let's start with Kansas and Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina ranked. I believe they moved into 19th. So moving into 19th means that, well, they're higher in the rankings. (laughs) And this line opened at 28 and a half. It crashed down to about 25 in some spots. It's come back up to 26 and a half. I think this settles at 27 more than likely. Coastal Carolina's got a team total of 39 set, 39 and a half in some spots. Injury report's going to be important to view. Kansas, they're going to be down Daniel Hishaw. Junior, undisclosed injury. He is out. Now, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to flip into my reference guide, a.k.a. the Bible of college football, in my opinion, Phil Steele's college football preview. Um, So you're going to hear some rustling here as I find these daggone Jayhawks. And what I want to say about Coastal Carolina 
is that they have a rock solid defense. Um, their front seven is going to be able to contain the line yards. They're going to be able to win them. Look, fact of the matter is Kansas is a power five school and they stormed the field because they beat an FCS opponent by three last week. That's what we're working with here with Kansas. Since 2016, 2 and 10, 1 and 11, 3 and 9, 3 and 9, 0 and 9 last year. We've talked about Lance Leipold uh, being hired in, his successes at Wisconsin Whitewater and Buffalo. But if we look through this running back depth chart, Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. And I'm just looking. See where they had Hachal on the depth chart. The guy you need to be looking for is Velton Gardner. A lot of folks talking about him. Yeah, so I mean, Hachal, it might be Hachal or Hachal. I'm not sure, but Daniel, I'm going to stay Hachal. Switch it up here. Uh Look, he, he had three starts, 229 yards, 4.4 yards per carry. Um, very young, very, very young. He he was looking to provide some extra yardage, but he wasn't a make or break in this KU backfield. The guy to look out for in the KU backfield is Velton Gardner. And if I remember right, he transferred in from Buffalo with Leopold. I know a lot of his guys that came in were uh, on the defensive front, which they're going to probably struggle against this very, very aggressive um, Coastal Carolina offensive line. They return everyone from last year, if I'm not mistaken, on that line. They might have lost a guy or something, but uh, Kevin Terry, um, wide receiver, questionable as of Tuesday. Now what's going to really hurt KU, and this is only going to highlight Velton Gardner even more, Amari Pisek-Hickson, is going to be questionable um, going up to game time probably. He's another piece in that running back backfield. Uh, Gardner, Hickson, Highshaw, and there was another guy. But, you know, for the most part, they were going to feature three-man prong, uh, prominent attack. Coffee. Coastal Carolina's got a clean sheet. Um, man, this is – it's a high number. But where I'm going to be putting a half unit is on the under in the first half, 28 and a half, because I don't think that Kansas is going to be able to have any success. Um, Coastal Carolina with Grayson McCall and his two-headed monster running back guys in the backfield. Um, I think that's going to be too much for KU. They're going to be able to take shots downfield when they want. It's not going to be like a pressing matter. Uh, Reese White really loved this guy in the backfield for the Gamecocks. 
You had Shamari Jones also to look out for. He's going to be the big guy to keep an eye out for, your explosive player. And then you got Reese White, who's more of your power back. Um, both of those guys had two scores last week. This is a unit that could combine for probably a good near 2,500. I'll say 2,500 yards easily, but like, look, 10 scores, 10 to 15 scores between these two guys. Uh, last year, it was Reese White and Marble who went to the NFL. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he might have been undrafted, but the fact of the matter is he was really, really good. Um, then you've got Isaiah Connolly that they're throwing in, Braden Bennett for a three-piece, um, and then Grayson McCall is always a rush threat. He went two for 24 last week in their game. Deion Fountain, wide receiver, looking looking like he could be a deep threat. And then J, uh, Jivon, uh, the I's and the L's are running together here. I'm sorry, Halai? Yeah, Halai, H-E-I-L-I-G-H. Uh, looked Icelandic for a little bit. Greenland. Uh, <laughs> Swedish. Um, so anyways, Ivan Halai. It might be a hard J. I'm not sure. I don't have the phonetics in front of me. And uh, Coastal Carolina, man. Look here. Let me pull up their defensive side. I love their defensive players. They got some really, really talented players. I just don't think Kansas is going to be able to do anything to stop what the uh, Coastal Carolina defense will be able to do. And they've got depth throughout their linebacking spots have experience and then a couple of guys I wanted to point out they've got really good linebacking play but obviously everyone knows about Silas uh, Silas Kelly Jeffrey Gunter, another good linebacker there. Um, I mean, they just got so many players that can come in and make a make a play. Miles Alufemi, Roland Wooden, the second in the backfield or uh, secondary. I'm sorry, he's a defensive lineman. Lance Boykin as a cornerback offers some pass breakup potential. All right, so anyways. Really, really like Coastal Carolina. I think this is, um, look, they could win 31-3, 31-0, They could put 40, 40 or 45 up. I mean, KU's not, KU could go three and out their first, like, five possessions. Could. Or it will take until the second half for them to get onto Coastal Carolina's side of the field i just think that they're going to struggle the the rate ratings and grades on their blocking uh compared to the pff grades of coastal carolina's defensive front it's a bit much a bit much um hmm. okay yeah i think we can be done with the coastal carolina game um I think it'd be fun to talk about North Dakota. Nah, let's say Duke. 
do Duke and North Carolina A and T, agriculture and tech. Pull up my resource for that game. All right, so 58 currently looking like a play on the total. We're going to get into this. We'll, we'll unpack this. Um, sorry, I'm getting a updated line in front of me. Um, I am seeing... Well, give me two seconds, guys. I'm sorry. All right, yeah, so this got bet down from what I wanted. I'm trying to find – because it's North North Carolina A&T, so it's going to be a little difficult finding what we're looking for at first. And it might be off currently, so I'm just checking all my sources. Um, so give me two seconds here. I am excited for the run game of Duke in this game and the run game for North Carolina A&T. I think that's something that both guys or, or teams are going to rely on. Damn, yeah, my bookie doesn't even have this one up. If you can find a good total out here, and we're going to unpack this, then I would suggest rolling with it. But we've got a really good run game and a running back in North Carolina, A&T. Um, they struggled against Furman last week, an FCS opponent. But this is uh, North Carolina A&T team is a FCS playoff team more years than not. They beat East Carolina last year. Or I'm sorry, in 2019. You know, they beat some Power 5 schools. The Blue Devil uh, defense definitely did not look good against Charlotte which, again, I flipped from Charlotte to Duke on that game and made a stupid mistake. Um, I want to say that Jalen Fowler is the quarterback for North Carolina A&T, the Aggies, so they're going to need some help from him and Ron Hunt, who caught 146 uh, yards and five catches for two scores uh, against Furman. That passing attack is going to set up what might be able to be a strong play action and run game for A&T. Charlotte quarterback last week, Chris Reynolds, he was able to get to the Blue Dairy, uh, Blue Devils secondary, the Blue Dairy. Don't drink Blue Dairy. That sounds bad. Coffee. Um, Jamain Martin, 2019 had 1446 as far as yards, 23 scores. And North Carolina A&T, I think they are in a good spot against this Duke run defense. But Martin did terrible against Furman, 33 yards, 12 carries. Furman has one of the better FCS run defenses. They got some really good size and D tackles, nose guys on the inside. But explosive plays is something that Duke struggles with and missed tackles. I think Jamain Martin can have a big, big night. And so one thing that sticks out to me also, though, is that A&T had their pass defense torched for uh, 362 yards last week by the Furman quarterback, Hamp Sison. So they're going to have to clean up that a little bit. Duke, though, however, they like to run the ball. So look for Joseph Stuckey 
who had 12 tackles to try to stuff Mateo Durant for the Duke Blue Devils. Um, like I said, defense is going to be the problem. The front line needs to show what they can do. Um, they're rated very bad in rushing success rate and stuff rate. They get stuffed quite often. Charlotte really let Mateo Durant run all over him. 255 yards, three touchdowns. He averaged 8.8 yards per carry. Look, I'm going to say that, which coming into the season, Charlotte, one of Charlotte's weakest points was their run defense. So their linebackers have been struggling the last couple of years. North Carolina, A&T, I think what's going to happen here is you're going to see them hold Mateo Durant to like 150. They're going to lop 100 yards off of that. Um, I think that he's going to have less broken tackles. They'll be able to play in the backfield a little more. And then you look at Gunnar Holmberg. He had 228 yards and a touchdown last week. Need that to kind of continue if Duke wants to have success. But he's still gaining... Experience. So the game plan is going to be ride Durant. And then Holmberg plays it safe with his throws. So I think without stretching the field, North Carolina A&T is going to be able to play to their strengths, and that's having some guys in the box playing some man defense. The explosive plays are going to be there for A&T. Um, there is a skill and talent disparity gap now that's higher than the last game they played. But, but, We've seen so much success with these FCS teams so far and the historical pace of wins that they're collecting on FBS teams this year. Duke, you know, they're not that good. And I think Cutcliffe could be the next guy that's like, you know, like Randy Edsall, like, "Eh, okay, I'm going to – this is someone else's problem now. So it's going to be important for the rushing attacks for both teams. Excuse me. And I saw this at, man, that frog is in there. I saw this at 58 in some spots. And uh, like I said, some spots. So what I found on VegasInsider.com as I was trying to find all the books extrapolated out, I, here, I'm sorry, I'm getting my line back up. It's at 55 and a half. <clears throat> 55 and a half. I mean, it's, it's come down. You know, and I would still even look at playing that because I think both teams are going to be very, very focused on this run game. We got a first half of 10 and a half plus 10 and a half for NCAT. You know, that, that speaks out to me. Under 28 and a half has a total of, or a total of obviously 28 and a half. But the under has shade of minus 127. So, I mean, lots of shade and juice going to that. Look at some team totals. Nope, don't have them set, darn. I was hoping that I could find something. Just a not a whole bunch of um, stuff here. The opening line was 14. It's at 19 and a half now for NCA&T. A part of me wants to uh, take that. 
uh, I just think the front seven and the run game is going to be able to do enough. Turnover battle is going to be huge. Field position game will be huge. Under, I would say 55. Don't go under 55. Don't go 45 and a half. Don't. So if you can get your 55 and a half, 55s, I would say do it. I just don't trust the efficiencies of these offenses. All right. Now we can talk. Utah State. Utah State and North Dakota. My mouse stopped working. Sorry. That's what some of this delaying is in caused by. Um, you know, I want to talk about a couple things on this Utah State team. <clears throat> Excuse me again. Sorry for doing that in your ear. That's so gross. This line is swelled up. Uh, to seven and a half. It was down at six. <clears throat> Utah State home team got some really good quarterback play. Look, one thing I want to point out Blake Anderson, the previous coach at Arkansas State, is now coaching here at Utah State. And this team, as 17 point underdogs last week, beat Washington State, picking up their first Power Five win in a very long time. And they've got lots of returning starters on offense and defense. They got about 20 returning starters. Logan Bonner came over from Arkansas State. He was a part of that two-quarterback head attack, dragon attack, uh, you know, that Blake Anderson used at Arkansas State with the powerful Red Wolves um, passing attack. He brings that over to Utah State. Their offense immediately immediately looks refreshed and a lot more invigorated. The mm, here, I'm just looking here. Oh, they bring over a key receiver from Arkansas State also. Brandon Bowling. Yeah, cool. This offense is just going to be a lot more efficient, a lot more aggressive, but a lot more efficient also. Cleaner looks. And look, the special teams, hmm, new special teams coordinator, though, Nick Perimsky takes over. 2020, 16th, 50, 9th, 8th, 116th in 2016, and then 15, they were 19th. So a lot of top 20 finishes for this Utah State team. I think that uh, they'll be able to improve. I'm looking over some offensive line notes here. They got Quasi White from TCU and Mason, or Mason Knight. And White and Knight. White Knight. Knight White. Uh, really good Juco talent. 
but he came in through Liberty. So they got some good transfers in to anchor the offensive line, as well as having Dimitrik Alafua, their uh, stud left guard. They got some good size here. Um, I think they outmatch the North Dakota size of their defensive line. They're going to be able to push them around, win some line yards. I think having that dynamic player at quarterback is going to be good. Logan Bonner being able to spread the ball all over. He was also in for spring, and he knows Blake Anderson's offense, obviously. Andrew Peasley, he also got a little bit of run last week. But, you know, with Blake Anderson using two quarterbacks, I think mostly he's going to use Logan Bonner. I think you play this up to an eight. Nine is like my, whoa, okay. I think we'll stop there. But what I'm going to do personally in the wager pass, I can't give out right here. It is a first half bet. So I will say that. And until like week three, probably my first half and team totals still going to be half unit plays. So this is a 0.55 unit play on the first half. Not telling you what, but I do like full game. And look, you got minus seven on mybookie.ag still. Go use promo code HoopBall. Sign up a family member. Um, or if you want to send me over some info, we'll get them signed up. See about getting some schmeckles in there for you for signing them up, sending them our way. While I'm at it, don't forget the five-star reviews over on Apple Podcasts if you're using an Apple product. Utah State minus seven. I think that's got to be a lock for me. I mean, it's a confident play. They looked so good against Washington State. North Dakota, they did pick up a decent win last week. But I think what's going to happen here is Utah State's going to be able to control the game just enough. And this is a revitalized team with Blake Anderson's offense in there. So I'll be taking at least the full game on Utah State. I've got the mystery first half play. First quarter under 10.5 is getting minus 125 juice. I mean, Utah State could score two touchdowns in the first quarter, but North Dakota, their front seven's not, you know, they're not chumps. So, and Utah State's got some stuff to clean up on defense. So, that being said, let's transition on over to the UTEP Boise State game. This one's got some, uh, This one's got some funness going on. This line's moved. It's moved a lot. Looking over some player props. Lots of people. Lots of people in the minors tonight 
folks that I interact with and, uh, you know, keep up with on the Action Network app, which not an affiliate of ours, but uh, great, great tool, like I said. I think that the um, major points to look out here for this opened higher. A lot of people taking what they could on UTEP. UTEP plus 26. This is the nightcap game. It's going to get a lot of action on it. This thing opened higher. UTEP getting some major points. Boise State. I'm kind of going to brush through this one because we got plays on this in the wager pass. But look, yards per play for Boise State as an offense, 0.77. Their ground success rate was real low. They allowed a heavy rushing attack from UCF to really chink up their armor. And then the Dylan Gabriel... Long bombs were able to just send it over the top. The Miners have a strong-armed quarterback. A very strong-armed quarterback. They've got probably, I mean, they got the best Conference USA wide receiver, wide receiver duo with Jake Cowing and... Um, now here, of course, I don't remember the other fellow's name, and he listens to the show like all the time, big time listener, um, friend of the show. So I need to make sure to get his name right. Um, Justin Garrett. And then you also got Tyron Smith in there. I mean, those guys are just studs. Deion Hankins in the backfield. Gavin uh, Hardison with the strong, strong arm. This is a backfield that's dangerous. They've got all the returning starting linemen up there that, you know, feature a ton of production. I think with the secondary issues from Boise State, um, you know, we're looking at historical numbers you know, with Boise State and these huge spreads on the Smurf turf, they only cover like 36% of the time. I, you know, and there's questions around Bachmeyer or Jack Sears, you know. So, like, the quarterback position's not solidified. Boise State only gained 59 yards in the second half. And look, that defense has some serious issues. So in 2020, Boise State ranked 110th in offensive line yards, 123rd in rushing explosiveness, and gained only 3.3 yards per carry. And they're going up against a good UTEP defensive line. 
Now what UTEP's going to have to do is defend the pass. And they're going to have to bust this Broncos defense because last year they were top 20 in passing and rushing success rate allowed. And UCF racked up 5.3 yards per carry last week. This is the 94th ranked team in terms of coverage for last season per PFF. And look, two of the best receivers in the Conference USA, like I said, UTEP, experienced quarterback, strong arm quarterback. They may not be able to run the ball as well, but they're going to need to rely on Hardison. This is a top 40 defensive line unit and defensive line yards, stuff rate, and power success rate allowed from the front seven that returns from last year for UTEP. So I think there's some spots that they're going to win, the Miners. Um, there's some spots that they can win, and those combined are going to be enough to get them to... You know, look, I got Boise State more or less like covering a 20 or 21-point spread, but 27... Coffee. First of all, it's a key number. It's a round number. We get push insur- insurance. And UTEP's got a decent, decent look from the guys in their backfield, from the wide receiver matchups. We're going to see some dynamic receivers. Khalil Shakur for Boise State. We've got Jacob Cowings, like I said. I mean, this is going to be really, really interesting. I think that having those two receivers, Justin Garrett, uh, like I said, Cowing and Garrett, they've already combined for 300 yards and three touchdowns the first two games of the season. So UTEP, I mean, I, I think I got to support UTEP. I want to look at some... Uh, Let's look at some team totals. 41 for Boise State. Over 15 for UTEP. So I'm going to do something crazy here. It's not too crazy because, I mean, they're just half unit plays. Let's go 0.55 on Boise State under 41. And then 0.55. We'll do just regular old half, halfer. On UTEP over 15. Yeah. All right, so team totals on both that, both sides. Looking at playing them. Um, I was not expecting to uncover that, but you know the the numbers were nice. Really liked them. And looking forward to tracking that. I think it'll be an interesting 
look for sure um, on both sides. Cause look, I'm relying, I'm relying on UTEP's defense. I'm relying on UTEP's offense, which kind of, well, I guess not much they're relying on their offense, but I think I am relying on the fact that Boise State's defense is in a vulnerable position. And with that being said, I think that this works for the game script. Um, I think it does. It really does. I'm looking forward to it. I wasn't really looking at this game too, too much. But uh, now I can. Now I can. All right, let's take another weird random transition segue. Um, I'm going to look at some results and some soccer today. These are more or less personal plays. I might toss one of these in the wager pass so you're kind of getting like a sneak peek um, because I'm trying to build out my soccer portfolio a little bit. But we get um, La Liga back in Lille and Lorenz. And I'm looking at a draw of plus 222 is the result. Look, Lille is plus 115 on the money line. Lorenz is 255, plus 230 on the draw. The total under two and a half is getting lots of juice. So I could see this being a two-goal game and a 1-1 draw. Lots of those happen in the La Liga. And I really, really think that with how slow these teams tend to play, um, then we're going to really just look um, for like pace of play to be really low. And sorry, I'm just trying to find, I was looking for a number. Um, you know what? I said La Liga. It's not La Liga. It's Liga one French league. Uh, need to get up on my soccer geographical knowledge. Uh, it's Lille, Lorient, um, Lorenz is what I said. I got the abbreviation wrong. Sorry. I'm still learning. Still learning. These teams are pretty close on the chart on the table. Minus three goal differential for Lille. Um, Lorient minus one. Five goals scored for Lorient. Lille has scored six. Lille has given up more goals. So I would look for the underdog Lorient, Lorient to make this a closer game. I mean, they are plus 255 on the money line and it's at home for them. I like supporting home teams and uh, yeah, I mean a draw at plus 222 and when I play my draws and such and my money lines on soccer right now, I'm just doing halves, half halfies. So I'm, I've got half a unit to win. Uh, let's see, that'd be plus yeah. 1.11 units since it's plus 222. Yeah. So yeah, win a little over a unit on half a unit play and collect like, you know, almost two. So, I mean, it'll be, uh, well, we'll be watching that one. That game is at three today. So keep your eye on, on that one. We're going to talk MLS Atlanta United FC. And since I've moved down here, Atlanta has uh, done a bunch of winning. Um, I moved back down into the Georgia area. And uh, Atlanta's had some really good results go for them in the month of August. 
Um, they drew against Montreal. They beat the crew 3-2. They beat LAFC 1-0. They beat Toronto 1-0. They beat DC 2-1. They lost to Nashville 2-0 in their last game. So this is a good bounce back spot for them. They're playing Orlando City, who is uh, probably one of the worst teams in the MLS. And I think that we're going to be looking at you know, I might let's see. Uh, I mean, Atlanta's got a pretty good defense. So I was going to say both teams to score, but originally I'm just looking at Atlanta plus 112 on the money line. It's uh, and you can get it. Well, I locked that in earlier last night. It's uh, back up to plus 120. So the draw is plus 255 on it. I think uh, Atlanta's defense and Orlando being inefficient. We're looking at over two and a half, so we could see a 2-1 result, in my opinion. Uh, Atlanta playing good defense. They're at home. This will get them to 500. Um, yeah, I like Atlanta here. Um, they've been playing some really solid ball. 50, or I'm sorry, plus one, or 120 on the money line, like I already said. Half a unit, 0.55 units. 0.55 to win 0.62 We're here with the updated plus 120 odds 0.55 to win 0.66 puts us at another 1.11 number so we could possibly clear 2.22 units off of half unit plays on these soccer guys we'll see how it goes i never said i was a soccer pro i just like getting down on it yes okay um Toss a couple of NFL guys out there. Some things I might be looking at. I've already got the Chiefs minus six. It's come down to five and a half. So if you want to grab that, I would suggest doing it. Jacksonville. Minus three against Houston. I'm going to fade Houston a lot this year. Jacksonville. I know they got the rookie quarterback Lawrence there, but and a new coach in Urban Meyer who is not coached in the NFL as a head coach. But uh, look, Jacksonville minus three, it's a key number. They got Josh Lambeau, who's got a boom-boom cannon of a leg. So if it comes down to a field goal, I like that. Uh, push insurance, minus 115 juice. 75% um, of the money versus 61% of the bet percentage. So 14% plus differential for Jacksonville. I think that that's a good pick there. You know, I was looking at this one. I'm going to use this in a survivor pool. We've got Philly and Atlanta. I think 50 points definitely gets scored between these two teams. Total is at 55 and a half. I'm rolling half unit plays on my totals for the NFL, like I said. Uh, look, we're just bankroll managing. You can't. I'm not going to come out swinging with 10 units on the NFL just because it's open and weekend. Like it's not the better I am. Um, it's a bold strategy for a lot of guys, but a lot of my, my stuff comes out of value. And a lot of my value is based off bankroll and like how I'm seeing a card and, you know, where I'm looking for in the future and all that good stuff. So I think, I think that pretty much 
wraps it. You know, just a couple of those is what I was looking at. With Philly and Atlanta, you know, you got two of the worst defenses, I think, coming into this year. Um, you've got some playmakers in that game. You've got some big explosive plays that could happen. I'm excited. We got NFL. We got college football tonight. We got NFL coming this weekend. I'm catching a Braves game this weekend for my birthday gift. Thank you to Krista and my soon-to-be mother-in-law, Paige. Not too soon, but, you know, soon. When everyone's ready. Um, let's just say future. So, all right. I need another cup of coffee. Got some work to do. Got a busy day to have. Covered a lot of ground. Surprisingly, we talked some MLS also. It's not my strong suit. I just have seen a lot of good value recently that I want to cash in on. Join the Discord. You'll see what trend of the WNBA we're on. We had a subscriber pointed out, and we've been kind of rolling with it. We've had some guys getting in on some WNBA action lately too. Joe's been doing a great job to cover the uh, WC, is what I was going to call them, but the World Cup qualifiers, the WCQs. So yeah, lots of good content. We got some stuff up and ready to go for NFL this weekend. We got some plays to make in the college spectrum tonight. Look for me to be there. Come hang out with us. Join for the premium, but stay. Definitely come and show up for the free stuff. Make sure we're a good fit for you for a handicapping service for fantasy basketball and football news. Speaking of, I got to listen to an episode from my guy, AG, talking Sunday on Twitter. He covers the fantasy football world for us over here at Hootball, and we got some good things to listen to on his podcast. So I'm going to jump on that. I'm going to jump on editing the show. I'm going to jump on getting my workday going. I'm going to jump on some coffee. You jump on the plays. You jump on following me. You jump on the bandwagon. You jump on the family, and we'll all just jump around like House of Pain in 1990, I think is when that song came out. Um, all right. Yeah. Promo codes, please do use them. We're not going to be, I'm not going to be the show. That's like promo code, promo code, promo code. Rather have you just come and hang out in the website, in the forums, leave five-star reviews on our articles, get in discord with us, interact on Twitter. Promo codes are amazing, but that will come, you know, those always do. So, but if you haven't used them, make sure to use them. Hoopball 20 over on manscape.com free shipping, 20% off Hoopball H O O P B A L L over on mybookie.ag where you can bet win get paid had multiple friends get a free 50 dollars from that game last night and that odds boost i'm checking all their accounts because look let's say look my current situation is i want to figure out how i can become pretty much like a broker for uh sports betting to help people diversify their portfolios only get paid off of you know results and then also enrich and enlighten and teach folks about sports betting It's getting less of a scarlet letter in the continental United States. More places are legalizing and legitimatizing it. Legislation's getting put in place. And look, it's a market. It's a stock market. Each card is like a stock market. Opening and closing bells, like it's all the same. I think there should be a sports gambling stock market, kind of like there is a Wall Street, um, where odds and everything are gathered and put out and all that good stuff i think it would be cool a hub more job opportunities within the sports gambling world 
um, I think normalizing it is a huge, huge step. So I've got a lot of friends that, you know, they want to just help me with a promo code family members. You know, they, they send me over their stuff. I open it and they're just like, you do you and you handle the account, you know, with the free money that we put in there. So, um, yeah, that's just a rant of me kind of sharing with you some of my career goals. So if you know anyone that wants to have someone stockbroker their sports bets for them, keep me in mind and keep hoopball in mind for all of your needs in regards to sports content, sports betting. We're here to, you know, hopefully teach you some things also. Like we're not just going to be the service that makes picks, makes picks, all that good stuff. So we want to make plenty of picks and give you the value and stay modest and stay helpful. So with that being said, I am sending you all of my good vibes, all my good energies. Make sure you have a wonderful, safe, and loving day. Be positive. If you need something to happen in your life, I hope it does happen. I'm sure it will happen. Be safe and be kind to someone today. Do something nice if you can. Help someone out. With that being said, today in sports betting is out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.